Oh. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to a brand new episode of the Silk Streamscape. Um, Silk Streamscape. <laughs> Silk Streamscape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, no, Bradley. I I got this awesome new intro now. We can just you know just chill like this, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um... Anyway, welcome to the show. Um, if uh, if you remember who we are, uh, we're awesome. Um. <laughs> Okay, Teddy. Yeah, he he got a new soundboard. Yeah, and, and now we're, we're now we're really popping. We're really popping now. We have a soundboard. See, yeah. we're like those cool kids now. We have. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. random fart sounds when you least expect it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, how 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 have you been uh, recently? Oh yeah, I've totally neglected the fact that we need to see each other. Yeah. Hi, what's up? What's up? Damn, your hair's gotten so long, dude. Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, like, yeah, yeah. no. That is, that is the case. You yeah, are yeah. correct. I mean, I actually managed to get my hair cut, so I, I look mm-hmm. pretty good. But, um... Yeah, I, mean, I have had opportunities to cut my hair, but I haven't really bothered. Yeah, no, you're starting to look like, uh... You're starting to look like Darnie when he had his Final Fantasy hair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, Darnie is a world-class uh, Singaporean beatboxer. And, yeah. like, 20 years ago, he did have really, really long hair. Yeah, like Final Fantasy hair. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's what he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, let's jump yeah. into it. I know that your mom actually had a question for us, so... Yeah. What's, Actually, what's going on with that? Yeah, oh, my mom has a question, yeah. Out of all the people in the world, my mom has a question. And uh, she spent some time thinking about this one. And um, she decided to ask us. It's a pretty uh, it's a pretty loaded question, so here we go. Okay. Um, now that you guys have started your second chapter of your lives, what has changed? What do you miss about high school? And what excites you about the future? That is I mean, a very loaded question. Yeah, yeah, I, that is very loaded. Mom, thank you very much for that. Um, well, um, I guess it's really hard to say, especially with um, this second chapter of our lives really being defined by a, a, a worldwide pandemic, right? It really changes yeah. things. Yeah. So I could say that one thing I miss about high school is the fact that I could see people in person, but that's also just something I missed about the pre-COVID era, and not necessarily high school in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the one thing I miss about high school, honestly, is um, I know, and um. I know I say this, I say this kind of like idealistically now more Mm -hmm. than like, I miss band, right? I miss music class just because like everyone was just kind of like, yeah, obviously there were people I didn't like in music class, not going (laughs) to name any names, but uh, there, but music class was definitely had a very fond place in my heart. Um, And I do have very fond memories. I I don't miss the early mornings, at least uh, for high school. But I mean, I still have to deal with that myself right now uh, in yeah. cooking school. 
four thirty in the morning is quite early. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's nuts. Like just as I'm about to fall asleep, you're waking up. Yeah, actually, I have to go. I have to go. Um, I have to go to school tomorrow. Actually, mm. but um, but yeah, no. Um, it's just kind of nuts that like we've. It's been like. Uh, for me, it's been two years since I since I graduated, and for you, like a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of nuts, right? Like, I miss, I miss kind of like the easier times, of you know, just having the responsibility of doing homework, and yeah. um, like now, now I have like all sorts of other responsibilities, and it's sometimes stressful. For sure, I mean, especially for you, you're living alone out there and you have to like basically manage everything so that's a a huge shift in lifestyle no yeah definitely um and but i mean overall i would say that i'm happy with my life right now as it is Mm. and and no no it is good i mean the only thing that's not ideal is uh i don't have a job Uh, i'm still looking for one of those um somebody please accept me already like (laughs) not being a choosing beggar here yeah silk dreamscape is um shouting out teddy because he will do any job you require of him to do anything literally even if it's (laughs) like if it's something like programming a website i'll figure it out you know whatever yeah and he'll do voice acting for you i'll I'll do voice acting yeah Um, I guess, honestly, I'm not really sure if I miss anything from high school. Like, I guess there's some friends that I don't talk to as much anymore, and I kind of do miss that. But I'm sure if, like, we did talk again, we'd get along fine. And, yeah, there's nothing really, like, specifically about high school that I miss. I mean, there's like some teachers were awesome, and I do miss them because they were like amazing to talk to. Yeah. But like academically, I feel like university feels a lot more rewarding, and yeah. I like the pace more too. Like sometimes high school went just too slowly for me to really feel engaged, and I mean, I still have to, I still deal with that right now because in like online, it's just. It's so hard to stay engaged with anything. But yeah. yeah, um I say that there's not much I miss about high school and um for things that I'm like excited about this second chapter of my life is I guess it's like it's a new kind of life where I'm not really used to what's going on, whereas like if you go to high school from junior high, it's kind of like the same thing, but with like, you know, like think of it as like a game, like you'd go into a level where like the enemies are the same, but like the stats are increased a bit. So it's just harder. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you go into university, it's like not only is it a new level, but there's like brand new enemies you have to like learn how to deal with and like new terrain that you have to learn to cope with. And it's just, it's kind of exciting to know that I'll be dealing with a very new kind of environment. Yeah, yeah. No, my analogy my analogy for that would be 
I, I, I'm sorry. It's another food analogy. <laughs> this is the last one. Okay, Adley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This yeah, has yeah, to yeah. the last food but analogy of the day. <laughs> so junior high is like a regular cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And then high school is like a double patty cheeseburger. It's double patty. With like some special sauce on it. And yeah. then university is just a fried chicken sandwich with waffles. Hmm. You know, it's just a whole different. It is. Meal. Just, just, you can't really even compare them. Can't even really. compare them. Yeah, no, they're just yeah. not even the same thing. Yeah. Right. Like the only thing that's similar is that you you consume. They're both food. they're both sandwiches. Yeah. That's the. But like, it's really. Like the, but I mean, the difference is that the 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 chicken is sandwiched by two waffles. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, cheeseburger is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, high school. I would say I there were things I don't miss in high school. No, for sure. <laughs> That's just like a big <laughs> list of things that I really don't want to have to deal with anymore. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, there are a lot of things I still have to deal with, uh, yeah. even being in post secondary. Um, and that one of those things is group work. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Actually, <laughs> recently I'll tell you this. My first project ever, like like uh in one of my classes, I think it's in the uh the, so I have like a class, right? It's called the culinary professional. It's mm-hmm. basically just a theory class for um how to hire, how to, you know, whatever. It's just another subsection of management. Yeah. And uh and we have a subsection in that class called nutrition and so we're taking a nutrition class it's being taught by a certain teacher i won't name um because uh i don't like this teacher very much but uh (laughs) i won't name any names but uh, all right yep um but there is a group project it's due on the 16th of april which Mm -hmm. is which far away from now but like it's still a group project and i have to like Oh my god! I have to like go out of my way and find people, and it's a little annoying, you know. Yeah, just a it, little bit, and especially during this time, like during this time when you're not really allowed to go out anywhere, and like you have to like, oh my god, you have to go out of your way and text people and be like, hey guys, come on, let's let's you know, let's get motivated, let's do something, hey. Mm. And, and then now here we are. We're just like, and I'm like, oh really? Can we just can we just do it alone? Like, come on, like come on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but uh, I do miss seeing friends every day and you know, and and you know, having lunch every day that's something I miss, like having lunch mm-hmm. uh, between classes. That's actually, that's honestly was always fun for me. I always enjoyed having that because you know, it just gives you a little moment to kind of take a break and. Stop thinking about class for a minute and just like and eat. Right. Yeah. Just the breaks right. between. I classes. like that. I like that structured sort of thing. Right. Um. And uh, man, let me tell you, the future is the future is uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't even quite know what I where I want to start. Honestly, I have so many desires and aspirations to go for, and and I just don't know where to quite start. Hmm. I mean. We do have a really long life ahead of us, so 
Yeah. I feel like we could start anywhere and um and still get to where we want to. As yeah. long as we keep aspiring towards it. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's such a it's a, yeah, it's such a long road and um and uh, you got to have fun, I guess. That's what I that's what I want to do. I want to enjoy it. I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, just kind of experience as much as I can for sure even you know with the restrictions right now I mean I'll try my best to do things I'm not going to like obviously I'm not going to ignore you know what's going on but mm -hmm. I'm not going to lock myself in a cage for forever you know yeah I do want to I do want to like you know at least see some friends every now and then Mm -hmm. There's there's safe ways to do things. Yeah, so. I mean, there there are ways to do it, so it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. What about you? What's uh, what are you excited about? Like, what what is the most exciting thing for you coming up? I mean, like I said, there's not really anything specific. Just the idea that there's this whole new unexplored path that I get to tread upon it's kind of exciting to me but like specifically I can't really name anything because it's like to me undetermined right like yeah. I myself I don't know what's gonna happen and like I mean other people might know but I don't and so I can't really say for sure what I'm excited for, but I do know I am excited for the future as a whole. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, that that's that's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, that was loaded. I uh, I'm, I'm a little out of breath actually. That was. Whew. Um, mom, you really do got some questions, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's uh, that was that was pretty impactful. So. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. thanks, mom. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Adley. Yeah. What's Adley? Up? I I have to admit I've been going down a YouTube rabbit hole lately. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Um, watching uh, SpongeBob conspiracy theories. SpongeBob conspiracy theories. Just a bit. Is this yeah. Anything like your other conspiracy theories that were kind of too dumb to be named on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry. It's not as dumb. Trust me. You need to hear okay. me out on this one. Okay. Uh, so I learned that, first of all, I learned the other day that you never watched Spongebob in your whole life. I haven't. I just... Guys, guys we need to roast this guy right now. He's he's never <laughs> watched Spongebob. I just, I just personally, you... I don't find American TV that engaging <laughs> yeah, like there's okay, no well, person okay. in the corner laughing at everything <laughs> like in Japanese <laughs> well yeah that's just I know that's the isn't that what yeah that's kind of what breaks it doesn't it you're just like mm -hmm. where's the fourth wall breaks exactly right yeah no um I I don't know Japanese TV is very it's interesting really something. <laughs> honestly the only the only TV shows that I that I can name from Japan. Um, one of them being a cartoon, um, you know, 
you know, disregarding anime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Doraemon. Um, is that not, like is that a cartoon? I think that's a kid's cartoon, right? I guess. I don't know how to like classify it. Like, it does it count as anime or like? I, I or is that just a kid's cartoon? I don't know. Like what? What is a cartoon at its core? What would we and say? What is and, and yeah, what is an cartoon? anime? What's, what's an anime? Yeah, well, because anime comes from the word animation, which just means animation in Japanese. So, so that means anything is an anime, really. Basically, anything is animation. Any anything is animated. I guess the so, Western view is that animation from Japan is anime. Well, I mean that helps us categorize it, I guess. Yeah. So I, guess I mean, to you guys, I mean to you guys, SpongeBob is an anime, then. I guess so. I mean, it kind of is because. Yeah, I guess by that definition, it is. But then, like, it's, it's kind of structured like one. It's kind of structured like a slice of life in a way. I guess kinda. so. A little yeah, bit, yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> It's kind of like very generalized, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like anime goes farther than just being Japanese animation and the fact that the way the industry is structured and um, mar- the way marketing is done and like production quality for movies and um, other derivative media is created. I think that's just like all part of the like anime kind of yeah category yeah yeah no um what i was saying is i was on a rabbit hole for spongebob yeah um so uh if you haven't watched it and i recommend that you do i mean not all of it though um Mm -hmm. uh they're like i would say like i would highly recommend season one to three those are kind of like where that's where it was at, you know, back then. Okay, I see. In the uh, in the early two thousands, and then like you know, season four, five, and six were like were still good, right? Not bad, right? But not like amazing. Not season mm-hmm. one to three. Not like the first three seasons were like were like the gold, you know, laminated executive classic standard. You know, <laughs> that was like that was where it was at back then. Right. Season four, five, six began to, you know, kind of deviate from the formula, and you know, and then after that, it just kind of fell off because mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Nickelodeon decided to get greedy. Yeah, greed yeah. is the killer greed of is... a lot of creativity. Yes, and uh, and of course, in later years, of course, a death of uh, Stephen Hillenburg, rest in peace, Stephen, uh, very good creator. A uh, very creative mind, but mm. no. SpongeBob is the first three seasons of SpongeBob are gold standard in terms of cartoon quality, and I would say is one of my favorite cartoons growing up was SpongeBob. I see, and just because like you know, it's it's got such good rewatch value. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched those all the time when I was a kid, right? I watched them to the point where I memorized all the lines. I memorized exactly how the sequences of every episode would go. <laughs> you know, obviously I forgot that by now because it's been a long time, but mm-hmm. like when I go back and watch the episodes now that I watched when I was a kid, it's like 
it's like watching them from brand new again because you you see things that you never saw when you were a kid. Yeah, you I'd imagine. Yeah, you understand things. <laughs> you understand things that you know are uh yeah, like there was one clip I I watched, like there was a clip from one episode. Um so the episode's context was now I can tell you about what happens in the episodes because there's no such thing as spoilers in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, because the episodes are not connected in any way. I see. So it's just yeah, so whatever. So there was an episode where SpongeBob goes to his grandma's house mm -hmm. and his grandma treats him like a baby. And he doesn't like that. He wants to be treated like a grown up. And technically, uh he is a grown up, uh technically. <laughs> you know, quotations. Okay. Uh he lives in a pineapple. Mm-hmm. So that makes him a grown-up, obviously. Right. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> um, uh, I might have to pull up the clip just to show you because because it's so funny that uh, no, but like uh, yeah, but so SpongeBob, so SpongeBob gets called. Um. Spongebob gets called a wee little baby by his grandma mm -hmm. because she loves him and that's just what grandmas and moms and parents do in general, right? Yeah. yeah they yeah. call you like a little baby and, and mom, not calling you out here, but I'm just saying like parents, <laughs> um, <laughs> parents like to refer to their children as like wee little babies because I don't know why. Why do they do that? Uh, because they are. Like, I don't mean to call you up. But I'm calling you out, yeah. But I don't mean to call you out, but you're in denial and you need to, you know, kind of... We, we're grown up now, so... <laughs> I'm a man. I want to be respected. I want to be respected <laughs> as a man. <laughs> you know, like... And anyway, that's what SpongeBob's feeling. He's like, I'm a man. I don't want to be treated like a little kid anymore. And then Patrick... Uh, and then this is where the clip comes into context. Okay. All right. All right, all right, so this is like 55 seconds. Sorry that happened to you, SpongeBob. Me too. You're the most adult person I know. Thanks, Patrick. You know how grandmas are. They love babies. You just can't act like a baby around her. You're right, Patrick. Have I ever not been right? You're a man now, SpongeBob, and it's time you started acting like one. Yeah! Oh, but I'm not sure I know how. Allow me to demonstrate. First, puff out your chest. Now say tax exemption. Tax exemption. Now you must acquire a taste for freeform jazz. <laughs> okay, SpongeBob, you're ready. Zizo, yeah. That's where that clip comes into context. I see, I see. And so, like, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what they were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was so funny. Like, just <laughs> puff out your chest. Now say tax, tax exemption. <laughs> I know, this is, like, this is me being like... <laughs> Yeah, grown up it, jokes. It, it hits better now. It, it hits yeah. more that now that we're adults. Yeah, you're just like yeah, no, um, yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, um, 
I thought like so my perception of all these characters has really changed, right? Mm-hmm. Um like for example, I always used to think that Plankton was the bad guy. You know, the little yeah. the little Plankton who runs the chum bucket was the bad guy, right? And Mr. Krabs and Squidward and SpongeBob and Patrick were all the good guys and they were all there to fight Plankton and Plankton was the bad guy. And then now that I look at him, you know, as 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 my age, I realize that that's not even true. What's the Mr. case? Mr. Krabs is the villain. Okay, what? He's the one who's evil. And I'm like, because, because many, many, many times he mentions in in these episodes that he doesn't pay SpongeBob at all or very little money. Mm-hmm. He basically wow. pays SpongeBob like ten cents a minute, like like he, he pays or like ten cents an hour. Sorry, I see. <laughs> wow. You know, I'm just like he's a he's a he is a representation of like big capital companies, mm-hmm. like big five Fortune five hundred companies. You know, and like he's the representation of capitalist exploitation, and I'm like that's that's whack. Right, yeah. so Mr. Krabs is the villain, and Plankton is like he's the the local business. He's the you know he's kind of the proletariat almost, <laughs> right? He's kind of the everyman trying to survive, right? In the cruel world next to the big titan of capitalism, the Krusty Krab. Okay, I see. So, like, so he's like a small business owner, basically. Mr. Krabs is McDonald's. He's like, I don't know, local restaurant. And Hmm. and so you got this weird thing going on. And then, like, SpongeBob is the abused uh, fast food worker or... Yeah, he's like the abused fast food worker. Yeah, just and, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he basically represents kind of the the mindless, the mindless blue collar worker. I mean, he just does what he's told. Yeah, or just yeah. unable to escape the situation. Exactly. Yeah. No. And and, and another cog in the machine, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Squidward is the representation of failure <laughs> and unfortunately yeah i know it sounds really dark but like no he's the representation representation of failed hope failed dreams failure in general the inability to achieve one's dreams that's squidward mm. right and think about it now you know um now there's squidward's uh, friend or colleague high from high school, uh, Squilliam Fancy Son. Squilliam Fancy Son is a representation of. Now, this might surprise you. Everyone would say success, right? Because he's rich. That's okay. not true. He's actually a representation of malice and fraud. Because on multiple occasions, he actually sets up Squidward. And makes it so that it looks like he fails. 
when he re- and you know cashes in on it. So he represents fraud and malice and you know and dishonesty. Mm. Right? Squilliam is filthy rich and he made all his money dishonestly. So so that's what it is. And then, you know, and then you have uh and then you got Sandy who uh represents like the way that like there are a couple like there were some theories out there that were she's like oh she's like a, a scientist of for like I mean she's a scientist right she represents like you know the the world of uh science and and kind of how it's you know like scientists are kind of like they study they do their thing right they're not that connected to society though and that's why she lives in a bubble she lives in a glass dome right that's a, and that's another metaphor for her being in her little bubble away from the rest of society which is underwater right she's a squirrel she lives on dry land but she has her little bubble which is dry land but then the rest of the society is the ocean right mm. i'm sitting here trying to justify it, like these conspiracy theories but like like it's 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 kind of deeper right i like, guess like spongebob spongebob represents this kind of like it's a it's a metaphor for society and what we are right every character represents something that and it's made fun of and made you know it's made fun of in these shows and this episode in these episodes and like and like when you watch them again and again you start to realize like how much how much stuff they're actually covering and you're like wow this is actually kind of whack like how how much is being talked about hmm so it's like a satire of it's a parody it's a parody society. commentary it's parody satire comedy and hmm. commentary on us right every character represents something of something about us and so that's what makes it that's what makes it have such rewatch value because you just have like you know have these crazy like have these crazy moments and then like and then there's some episodes there's one episode um uh, an episode in one of the earlier seasons spongebob becomes um so at his boating school or mm-hmm. you know driving school he becomes the hall monitor okay right? like this is like a uh, this place is treated like elementary school for some reason. Anyway, he's the hall monitor. And so he's got like, you know, he's keeping the halls secure, the hallway. And so, but then later he goes out onto the streets, even as hall monitor, he goes out onto the streets and starts pretending to be the police. To be the police. Like, I'm just like, okay, that's kind of interesting how it, and then he starts, and then like, you know, he like arrests Patrick for like no for like dropping ice cream on the ground (laughs) and that and he like and he like basically he gives him a big fat ticket Mm. 
you know so basically that i mean you can already see what that's kind of jabbing at a little bit yeah you know the the whole idea of uh, police uh having too much power and you know mm. having too much control over everything that idea yeah right? just like, wanna... untrained yeah, like just having the police that aren't trained properly and just like making bad judge call judgment calls. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep in mind, these shows were made in the early two thousands, right? Yeah. Obviously, in that time, police uh, police issues were a thing, and it, but it just wasn't talked about, right? SpongeBob somehow I don't know they decide I, I guess like I'm not saying that episode of SpongeBob brought that issue to light, but like. It kind of made some predictions about where we would go. I wouldn't even say predictions because they just kind of guessed the it. issues of modern society have been around ever since modern society has been a thing. Exactly, and, and I mean, it's just no, but they're only just because they're just of the advent of more interconnected media that we see it more commonly. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, now that I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, SpongeBob was talking about this stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It was right in front of us when we were kids, and we didn't even see it because it was so intricately crafted. Mm-hmm. Right? It was so intelligently crafted. Like they knew that if you make these shows really good, really intellectually stimulating, then you know, then the kids who watch them when they were kids will come back later in their lives and watch it again, and there will be like a secret message for the people who stayed behind and watched it. You know. There's yeah. a secret message for us who watched them when we were young. And and I got my secret message. Right? And so yeah, Bob spoke to you. On it a did. And I mean it still level. does. It still does. Um I still watch the episodes because they're terribly entertaining. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're getting so yeah. worked up here, yeah. I know I'm getting terribly worked up here, and it's like draining my energy right now. No, just kidding. Um, but no, I wanted to bring me to my point. There's one episode specifically that really that is that was that is talked about on YouTube as well. Like there mm-hmm. are a bunch of uh, YouTube uh, commenter commenters who actually like made videos on this episode. It's the last. I think it's like one of the last episodes of the first season. And um, now, if you guys want to watch the episode, it's called SB One Twenty Nine, right? That's what that episode's called. Um, if you want to watch it, please do. Uh, it is very good. Um, but it is a now. This episode talks about some very interesting themes. It talks about existentialism and nihilism, hmm. which are as uh, you know, nihilism is, I believe. I can look it up quickly, but I believe it's the, I, th- I believe it's the belief that nothing really matters. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I'll just look it up just to be sure, you know. Well, it it's like it's the, it's kind of like the belief that um, there's yeah. like, just no. Yeah, nihilism. Anything, yeah. I guess. Like, for yeah, like nihilism is the belief. It. Nihilism is the belief that all values are baseless and that nothing can be known or communicated often mm-hmm. associated with extreme pessimism, radical skepticism that condemns existence. True nihilist would believe in nothing, have no loyalties, no purpose other than 
the impulse to destroy. It's, yeah, basically that and existentialism were covered in that episode. And so it's just kind of like, right, so the premise of the episode is quite simple. You have Squidward. He wants to practice his clarinet. That's the mm -hmm. premise of the episode. Okay. But SpongeBob and Patrick are bothering him. Right. Right. And he's so annoyed. And SpongeBob says, Oh, I'm not working today. It's Sunday. The Krusty Krab is closed. Squidward gets the brilliant idea to go to the Krusty Krab to practice his clarinet. And as soon as he gets there, SpongeBob and Patrick follow him. So he runs into the back and he gets into the freezer for some reason. He decides. The best course of action to hide from SpongeBob and Patrick would be to get in the freezer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so this is where it takes a kind of weird turn. Basically, he gets cryogenically frozen for 2,000 years in the freezer. No one notices him. And mm. that's, a, that's a message <laughs> right there in and of itself. The fact that no one noticed him for 2,000 years. That just shows the concept that, like, his existence doesn't really matter to the other characters. I see. Right? No one actually cares about him because they forgot about him and, you know, a millennium passed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and so basically, he gets, he gets awoken up by a robot android version of SpongeBob in the future. Mm -hmm. And, it's this kind of ridiculous universe where everything is made of chrome and like it's it's, 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 it's kind of hilarious. Anyway, and then like you know, a flower grows out of the ground, and then a truck comes by and sprays it with chrome paint, uh -huh. drives away, and it's just like okay. <laughs> and then and then and then he's like, and so Squidward's like, oh, you know, at first when he got to the Krusty Krab, he was like, I'm alone. Finally, he gets there, and then he's like, "Now he's like, okay, well, I'm stuck in the future now. I just gotta go back, you know. I just gotta go back to the present now." And so, the future SpongeBob is like, "Okay, get in the time machine and just go back to the past, right?" So he gets in this time machine, and then he goes. He accidentally cranks the knob all the way to past, and then that takes him to like prehistoric. That takes him to like the prehistoric era. Mm -hmm. And then he gets there and he meets Caveman SpongeBob and Caveman Patrick. And then and then they're like and then they're big dumb idiots and then he teaches them how to jellyfish and <laughs> I see. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so he teaches them how to jellyfish. And then he tries to play his clarinet, but then they get angry at him because his clarinet playing sucks. And <laughs> So then he jumps back into the time machine. He accidentally breaks the lever off the wall. And so he goes into this. <laughs> and he starts spinning into this drug trip sort of universe. And then he ends up in like this plane of non-existence. Okay. He basically breaks the laws of time and space and like ends up in this like weird place. And so then he's finally alone. And then and then he goes through an existential crisis. And then ends up back in the present day. And then the episode ends with Squidward asking, "Who?" Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are like, so do you want to go jellyfishing? And then he's like, who invented that stupid game anyways? And then they tell him, you did. 
<laughs> you know exactly and i'm just like what i see like all right i mean okay so my description doesn't do it justice but please uh everyone who's listening please watch the episode uh my description really doesn't do it justice you need to watch it to understand what i'm saying um but uh so the episode is again called sb129 sb129 okay um yeah so when you got a chance watch that it's really good they, there's a good version of it on youtube somewhere yeah um <laughs> but yeah um so uh okay i think uh, i think i need to take a quick break before we get back into some other stuff hey, um, yeah i guess that concludes your uh your spongebob essay and i think that we can all take from that um what we can all take from that is that art imitates life yeah and Maybe that i need to around. stop watching cartoons <laughs> i need to start doing art. more productive <laughs> i need to start doing more productive things than watching cartoons um, Maybe. i mean hey you basically wrote an essay on it and if that's not productive then i don't know what is <laughs> yeah no i basically like yeah. anyway uh we'll be yeah back. we'll take a break and we'll see you on the other side Hey guys, it's Adley. I just wanted to let you know that we are on Instagram and you can find us at the Silk Dreamscape and there we'll be posting news about future episodes as well as providing opportunities for you to comment and provide us with questions or topics to discuss on our podcast. Thank you and enjoy the rest of this episode. Hello guys, welcome back from the break. Uh, yeah, that was a short break. <laughs> that was a. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Well, no. Listeners, um, that was a two-week break. But yeah. That was a two-week break. Yeah. No. Uh, so, for anyone who's curious what what's happening, uh, so basically we have this problem with our recording stuff. Basically, we have our bot. Um, his name's Craig. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool guy. I mean, he was a cool guy, but. Yeah, now he just stops recording midway through. Yeah, he just he stops being a he stops being like cash money about ev- yeah, everything. Yeah, it's, it's really not it's cash just, money. It's, it's just change. <laughs> it's loose change. Yeah, it's just like you know a couple pennies, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but no, basically our problem is that Craig would stop recording, and so now we have to like rely on other programs to record. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of a mess, but we're we're still managing to push through and with our busy lives and everything we're still managing to record yes we will not let Um, simple setbacks prevent us from getting our content to you (laughs) wow (laughs) spoken like a true commercial all right um (laughs) yeah now that the now that the super bowl ad break is over now we can get back to the content Yeah. anyways so so uh, so adley we have like okay dude we have like three questions to answer we do have to get it we need to get onto it yeah it's it's been a long time since these questions were asked but we will answer them and we will answer them right now so we're gonna start with this this uh this um this question from isla she was a past guest and she says if i were to peel an orange while it was still growing on the tree would the skin grow back um i believe it would really yes um nature nature i don't know much about science and 
I don't know much about biology, but what I know is that nature is pretty crazy. Nature is pretty crazy. That is very true, but I am I mean, actually... because... <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, okay, explain why you think it would. Well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm of the opposing viewpoint. I don't think it would, because sometimes, like, you get these oranges, right, and they have, like, bruises on them, and, like, wind scarring and stuff, where, like, the coloration kind of changes, and that's, like, still while it's on the tree, which... It seems to me like it's not healing or anything. So I yeah. don't think the skin will grow back if you peel it off. Or not the skin, the peel. Same thing. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, unless you count the... Um, I mean, unless you count the little skin that protects the actual, like, the... Oh, yeah. I thought... the, 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 ju- the jubes. The jubes the of jubes. the orange. <laughs> like, you know the little jubes? Like, you know what I'm talking like about? Like, pulp? Yeah, the little pulps of the orange. Yeah, the jubes. I just call them the little jubes. The little jubes. I mean, like you know those little those little juice bags that there's like a lot of them inside yeah, yeah, the yeah, orange yeah. slice. Yeah. Inside the the segment. Yeah. There's I call them jubes. I don't know. Why. I see. I've never. I see. I mean, you know what? I could totally vibe with them being called jubes. That's a. I'm I'm not adverse to that at all. Man, we can make a merch line out of this, couldn't we? Jubes. <laughs> I don't. I jubes, don't, just <laughs> okay. big T-shirts that just say "jubes" on them. Yeah. Jubes. No, I'm not. I'm jubes. not sure if we can make a merch line out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you would like a jube T-shirts. Although uh, jubes, a uh, jubes T-shirt, and it's just like an orange slice that's been like dissected. You know, dissected. When you see all the little jubes. Yeah, the cross section of an orange slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like a mandarin orange slice, like you know those little, like the yeah. lo- the small ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, moving on from this ridiculous conversation. <laughs> All right. Okay, this is um this is a much tougher question cuz we're stupid. Um okay. so Ifirma says, "What do you think about Ayer's theory of compatibilism? Is it possible/realistic?" Answer this one in 400 words, please, and thank you. Adley I'm gonna leave this one to you. Uh, All right. I I I lost you at what do you think about Ayer's theory? <laughs> All right. Well, like, I am not a philosophy major or minor. I'm not even in a philosophy class. Like, um, most of my philosophy I learned from just talking to people that were in philosophy classes. So, I really don't know that much. But I'm. This is a tough question. So. Just to to preface it, um, Ayer's theory of compatibilism is basically saying that um, you can have a balance between, like, an orderly universe and um, a universe where you have free will, right? So, like, a lot of people Mm. are like, oh, yes, we have free will and nothing is set in stone because you determine everything and then other people are like no everything is set in stone and you can't change anything because everything is like everything that's gonna happen is like just what's gonna happen and there's no other possibility so then i just like strolls along he's like nah bro i think you can have both at the same time and it's kind (laughs) of wonky to think about but um some ways to think about it is that like if you have like a if your destiny you have like a set point that you're going to like attain in your life like you might not know it but 
um, Destiny knows it, quote unquote. Destiny, yeah, Destiny knows it, yeah. Yeah. So then, that endpoint could be set in stone, but the means of which you um, you use to like to achieve this point can be different, right? So like that's yeah. how like free will ties in. Like, oh, I could. I could choose to take the bus to go to school, or I could walk. That's kind of not a great example, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, instead of like going to school, think of it as like your journey in life, kind of. Okay, yeah. So basically, your school bus ride is the equivalent to life. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Philosophy is hard. <laughs> so like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So okay, if I, if I compare this to a school bus ride. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like life could either be just a normal school bus ride to school, mm-hmm. or it could be one of those days where like there's a snowstorm and you have to do the emergency exit. Oh yeah, I like guess you have so. to go out the emergency, and the bus driver's like all cranky and he's an old dude or something, and he's like he's like okay, all of you have to get off the bus now. Um, we got to do the emergency protocol. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and of course, it's like there's literally like two meters of snow outside, <laughs> and and it's like and it's like okay, we have to evacuate the bus. You have to jump out the bus, but it ends up it, it ends up being like you have to like climb up out of it because <laughs> there's so yeah, you have to snow. climb up out of it because it's literally two meters of snow. It's just like that being like you know just yeah, it just, <laughs> it just starts pouring snow, just like literally like someone's dumping bags of sugar on you, <laughs> like flour. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Flower, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um so to answer your question about whether it's possible or realistic, um <laughs> that's tough, right? Like I mean it's totally possible because it it really just depends on your school of thought, really. And I guess for me I'm just like I'm located of like a a really like hard determinist standpoint, which means I think that everything is kind of set in stone because like on the molecular level, right? Like everything, <laughs> the way things move and like collide is just that's how it's gonna be. I don't know. That's just that's how I think of it, and I mean, I'm not gonna try and think of it more because my brain is starting to hurt already <laughs> i know mine mine dude mine already exploded like 10 minutes ago like <laughs> with the school bus like you know yeah, oh my gosh the school bus thing like that's the most thinking i did in this episode like my my uh my smooth brain with with no nodules in it is like already just <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so um yeah, sorry we could not answer this in 400 words. I'm sure that was, like, more. And I don't I'm, even I'm think sorry. we answered it. <laughs> you know what? Um, Like, damn, we we, uh, we were gonna... You know what? We were gonna have Iferma on the show, but our chances have just lessened by a lot because we didn't answer in 400 words or less. Anyways, let's go to this. Um, this next question from underscore underscore textbook. What was Franklin Roosevelt's impact on modern American society? Jesus almighty, do it, bro. Do I look like a history major to you? No. <laughs> I'm, um, bro, I'm in bio, so how am I supposed to know? 
Um, okay, Google at uh, gotta Google this. You know what I mean? Like, man, I haven't taken history in like it hasn't been since grade eleven. I think. Yeah. I haven't taken like actual history. Um. Well, Franklin Roosevelt. He's a pretty influential he's guy. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna say I know everything about him because I really I don't. Um. But I know that he made the New Deal. Or were there two? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made the he, he made the no. It was Teddy Roosevelt that made the. Um, it was it was Teddy that made the, the square deal. I think. The squ- oh yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Man, I'm rusty. And then and then Franklin made the New Deal. Yeah. So the uh, the New Deal, um, what it did was provide like. It basically uh, it just reshaped like the the way society is in the states. So like it it kind of like put restrictions so that like there couldn't be like uber capitalist oh, yeah. like monopolies and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. So like um, so basically like companies like Coca Cola couldn't exist. Um. Uh, look! Look where that! Look where that got you, Mr. Roosevelt. My goodness. Um, <laughs> not to be like a commentary podcast or anything, but Oof. yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying to prevent companies like Coca-Cola from existing. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, I guess you guys failed. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Or like. Or. Or actually, no. Coca-Cola is a terrible example. Um, yeah, cause it still exists. <laughs> no, like, uh, to prevent, um, the new deal is to prevent companies like, um, Amazon from existing, but unfortunately Amazon still exists. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not amazing at, like, knowing all I this. know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I know that, like, I know that, like, if Franklin Roosevelt saw Amazon, he'd be like, guys, guys, guys. why didn't you take my deal seriously? I don't know. Um, yeah, from what I know of the New Deal, it, like, provided, um, recovery, um, like, after the Great Depression, and then also, like, reformed, um, the way the economy works so that things like the Great Depression wouldn't happen, like, so quickly, yeah. I guess. And then also yeah. just, like, um, help with the people that were unemployed from the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. So basically, like, a recovery benefit, pretty much. Yeah. Or, like, or like it provided benefits for people who needed money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think so. I mean... Look. Man, that kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're kind of yeah going through something a little similar right now. Hmm. Isn't that kind of world how isn't isn't that kind of world how the way works? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> isn't yes. that kind of <laughs> isn't that kind of crazy how the world it works? It kind of is crazy, and it's also crazy how we are not experts in any of the subjects that were brought up in these three questions. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. I mean, the only the only subject I was an expert on was SpongeBob. So I guess so. I I can safely say that SpongeBob is something I know about. Yes, I think I can safely say it too. After that really long 
um, spiel yeah <laughs> on yeah. spongebob yeah yeah well yeah man yeah man yeah, i guess no. it's that time. i was thinking <laughs> oh, man you know you know what i'm thinking what i'm thinking like something's been going through my head and i think i think i might go through with it i don't know um like just tell me what you think for a sec mm-hmm. so um so there's been something that's been bothering me lately on the internet yeah uh, it's all these guys on, uh, it's all these guys on TikTok, like, like everyone and their mother is a chef now. Hmm. Right. Have you noticed that? That's true. There's a lot of like TikTok recipes and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of these like people who like want to try and like reinvent the wheel about cooking. Right. Like I'm all right with innovation. Right. But like these people are just like, how, how do I say like uninformed, I guess. Yeah, some of the recipes you see are, like, um... Are, are, are a little kind of, like, you know, just a little con- con- uh, confusing, actually. Not confusing, more like just people... People, like, don't know what certain things mean. Like, you know, like, when I see people, like, uh, these... I see a lot of these barbecue guys... Mm-hmm. Who are like, alright, now, take your, take your onions and you caramelize them nice and good... And then like it, and then they like care. They like sauté them for like five minutes, and they're all trans. They're only translucent and not caramelized. I'm like that's not caramelized, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that is like you barely cook that for five minutes. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you know, like like okay for me, caramelizing onions means putting them on medium low heat with sugar and salt mm-hmm. with butter for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And slowly breaking down the sugars and the onions until they become this deep brown color. Yeah, that to me is caramelized onions. I mean, it, right? That's it's true to the name caramelized. Caramel. That's what I learned, <laughs> right? That's that's what I learned in school, right? And that's what I learned as uh, when I. That's what I learned at home as well as a home cook, mm-hmm. right? That's what I learned when I make stuff like French onion soup. Mm-hmm. You have to caramelize the onions for like an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how many onions you have, even two hours. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of onions, it's like going to take two hours for those to go to shrink down, right? It's not like you can make these instant, you can't be like, I'll caramelize your onions for 10 minutes, they'll be all good and dandy. I'm like, no, well, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like... So anyway. Yeah. So anyway, off the topic now, that that was totally random. Um, but my idea was, I I think, I've been kind of just being like, I, I want to start a new creative project. I'm kind of like thinking, I want to start a channel on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, like, I want to start a cooking channel on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Right? And I want to do, I want to do these things. Like, I, I noticed that all these, these chefs on the internet, they're all very, how do I describe it? Gimmicky. Mm-hmm. They all have this kind of, they're very gimmicky. They have all this, like, stuff, like, you know, I see all these people that are like, and I'm about to go into some controversial territory here. But here we go. Um, I, uh, I see these guys with all these, like, pretentious and ridiculous things, like, you know, oh, I use avocado oil, and I use, oh, and I use rosemary salt, and, you know, gold flaky egg yolk salt, and I use, and, and like, uh, oh, and, uh, what else, like, oh, everyone's cooking with A5 Wagyu, and, 
and truffles and truffle oil and you know all these fancy hot sauces and different you know whatever and whatever i'm just like come on guys yeah like you're 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 sensationalizing cooking now and turning it into like into like merch plugging mm-hmm it's like almost a form of gatekeeping too like if you don't have this it is. this one type of fancy salt you're not fit to cook but that's not true yeah you're just like yeah you know like uh, there's this one guy i will not name him mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but anyone who knows him will know exactly what i mean anyone who knows this person on on youtube and on tiktok um who's ever seen this person before they will know exactly who I'm talking about when I mention their kind of catchphrase mm-hmm. that they throw that this person throws around a lot. They they use rosemary salt. This person uses rosemary salt, and their slogan for that thing is "rosemary salt." If you know, you know. Which kind of implies, you know, if you're cool, then you use this. Yeah, it's like it's saying that if you don't use rosemary salt, then you're not what part are of you? the group what are you you're not part of the well then you're not a cook then if you don't use rosemary salt right yeah it's like like i'm just sitting here like come on man like seriously like i use salt and pepper okay i i am so like that is the message that i'm going to try and drive home in my channel and that's why i actually want to start it. i want to start it because not because i want to spite these guys and these creators who are like you know sensationalizing cooking Mm -hmm. unfortunately driving me absolutely insane every time i see them but no i'm not going to try and hate on these guys i don't really care they can do whatever they want over there in their corner Mm -hmm. i will make my own videos and i will i will put what i believe is the the true meaning of cooking into my videos and what i believe in what i believe you know, as someone who is going into that profession, what I believe is that food should be simple and food should not be complicated. Yeah. You know, food should not be fancy and glorified and, you know, covered in, you know, smoke and, and, you know, liquid nitrogen and (laughs) all these crazy, ridiculous, you know, like, I feel like I'm in a chemistry lab over (laughs) here, you know? Um, I I want food to be food, you know? Food should be food. Mm -hmm. It should not be a science experiment. Right, it should not be, you know. Again, not gonna call out this guy. Like, I'm not. I'm not hating. You can make your content. You know, you see these guys who make like, you know, I saw this thing. Guy made a bowl out of bacon. Uh, okay. And then and then put cheese sauce in it. With steak. Okay. Put the steak in the cheese sauce in the bowl made out of bacon. Okay. And then dip the chips inside the. I'm like. And then he dips chips inside of the cheese bowl made out of bacon. What about the steak? Is it just float in there? No, the steak is inside the cheese sauce. It's just okay. Yeah, he cooks this. He cooks this steak. He chops it up into little cubes and he puts it in the cheese sauce. Oh. And then he dips chips into the cheese sauce to get the steak, the cheese. Uh, and then, okay. then he eats the bacon after. I, I don't know how this works. That right? seems so elaborate to just have a bowl of cheese sauce with bacon and steak <laughs> and, and he's like and he's like and this guy goes through all the trouble he's like weaving these pieces of bacon together on a tray and then you know putting them on an aluminum like you know like a stencil and then putting them in the oven and then cooking them until they're crispy and yeah then, like i'm already i already have like a dude i already have a brain tumor from all this <laughs> um <laughs> like literally i i want cooking to be simple cooking should not be hard mm-hmm. right right 
anyone can cook. You don't have to have rosemary, salt, and avocado oil to be a cook. All you need is salt and pepper, a couple good frying pans, a good knife, some good ingredients, and... Passion. And passion. That's all you need. You don't need anything else, right? You don't need these guys who are being like, Today we're making A5 Wagyu uh, Tong Hulu, you know, like... I also saw that. That was a trend. Tong Hulu. Do you know what Tong Hulu is? No, I have no idea. Uh, Tong Hulu is like a... Um, it's this... I believe it's Chinese. I, uh, I've i seen it before. It's like fruit. Okay. That's covered in covered in a simple syrup, mm-hmm. like, a caram- like a sugar caramel. And then it's put in ice water and solidifies into like a candy shell. I see. You... The original purpose of Tong Hulu is to be like like candy basically it's you basically dip fruit into it and turn them into candy yeah it reminds me of like the the quebecois maple syrup thing yeah 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 kind of yeah it's basically kind of like that but then they they only use fruit though they dip fruit into it Mm -hmm. like you dip it into the hot sugar and then you put it into ice water and it solidifies i see and that's i've tried it before it's very good i like it Mm -hmm. but the the biggest insult and and I mean you as someone who's Japanese, mm-hmm. please like this guy, this one guy, and I think like three different people did this. They like they tonghulud a five wagyu, which is like an insult to wagyu. Yeah, that's like I mean, why? <laughs> like you know, when I think about that, I'm like, you know, what about what, like how do you like how do how do the Japanese farmers feel who raise those cows? To be the greatest beef in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. How do those farmers feel when their hard work is then sugar-coated and put on a stick? <laughs> Quite literally sugar-coated. <laughs> like, literally, like, sugar-coated and put on a wooden stick, like like a candy pop. I mean, does it taste good? Do you know? I, I, I'm sure it doesn't, and I'm sure it <laughs> completely ruins the flavor, because... Like there is no possible way that that can taste good. Yeah, like wagyu is so. It's such a delicate and gentle meat, and has like a, and it should be respected. You know, I mean, they even say in Japan. You know, in Japan, they're like, we're only gonna put salt on this. You know, mm-hmm. like they only put salt on it because they want to respect the flavor of the beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how you should eat it, right? It's it's kind of insulting, you know what I mean? Like candied, when you the, the, candied candied wagyu. I mean, like it's just candied it's not... meat in general. Just seems like pretty okay. sacrilegious. Okay, the only meat you can candy, and this is the only time where I'll agree with the pretentious guy for once. Mm-hmm. The only meat you can candy, in my opinion, which is not, you know, a, a sin against humanity, is bacon. And ham. Okay, fair. That's it. Yes. Bacon. You can... I mean, you've had candied bacon before, I'm sure. Yeah. Like or some form of that, right? Bacon's in everything in North yeah, America. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's how it in is. North America, and especially Canada. Especially Canada. Yeah. Um, bacon is a big part of Canadian culture. Don't know why. But, yeah, but candied bacon is pretty common, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and candied ham as well. I've seen candied ham. That is also... It's not bad, actually. I like candied bacon, I like candied ham, but, like, candied wagyu be Like, candied wagyu, like, that just doesn't seem right, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this... you're taking sugar and you're taking sugar and fat and putting them together, and then you have this weird, like, uh, like it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's my biggest problem with these these channels. Like they they try and 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 of course and a lot of these things they just do to like flex on you. Yeah, it's like a lot of it just seems like unnecessary clout chasing. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but, like, YouTube and content creation in general just seems to be going downhill because because so many people are creating for money and not because it's what they enjoy. Like, you can tell the difference yeah. between, like, people that make content because they're passionate about it versus people that make content because it's paying them yeah, yeah, no, uh, exactly. Like, you know the, the biggest the biggest category of videos on YouTube that are basically just clout chasers are um, 3 a.m. videos. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys who are like, oh, we saw the Slenderman, or oh, we saw Enderman, or, you know, we saw, um, or we saw Pennywise or something, you know, like, uh, at 3 a.m. on the bus, you know, uh in this field randomly somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, scary, you know, in the, in the subtitle, you know, <laughs> like scary or gone you know, wrong. shocking, gone, <laughs> gone wrong videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the clickbait. Same that, that and couples prank videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're all like, uh, I prank my girlfriend, uh, gone wrong or gone sexual, you know, one of those two. Yeah. Or maybe both. <laughs> or, or both. Yeah. No, <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to the, Back to the cooking thing. <laughs> so basically, the whole idea of what I want to do is I want to make simple cooking videos that are accessible to everyone. Yeah. Right? I never want to... Because listen, I'm, I'm a student on a budget too here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have barely any money. Uh, so I don't want to be making videos about A5 Wagyu and, and truffles, okay? And I mean, no disrespect to those ingredients. I love those ingredients, but they're just way out of my price range and i need to admit that and i can't go around on the internet being like oh yeah uh making it rain over here with my truffles yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so i have to i have to make videos that are accessible to everyday people Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like people i want to be able to make videos that are simple and that kind of bring out my core values in terms of what i believe is cooking yeah yeah I believe I believe food should be very simple. It should be very delicious, right? You should never stray from that belief. Like that's I should I would I never stray from that belief mm-hmm. because thus far in my life, the best food I've ever eaten has always been the simplest food. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite dishes um, is a simple Neapolitan pizza, right? It's just tomato sauce, cheese basil that's it mm-hmm. and the dough you get this delicious dough you have the delicious tomatoes you have the delicious cheese and fresh basil you know you take delicious ingredients you put them together that beats any bacon bowl or you know truffle coated wagyu steak any day yeah right no offense to those things again i love wagyu b i love wagyu and I do want to eat it one day. Because I respect the farmers who make it, I want to eat it the correct way. But, in my opinion, in my normal life, 
when I'm not spending $300 for a steak, I want a pizza. You know, a pizza is good. Mm-hmm. Or a simple tomato sauce pasta. Or a simple beef stew. Or a simple, you know, a chicken a chicken dish and tomato sauce or something, you know, with yeah. just vegetables. Yeah. You know, any, you can make anything taste good. You can make vegetables taste good. You can make... You can make anything. You can make a chicken breast taste good, believe it or not. You know, for all you workout people out there, you can make it taste good. And I will prove to you that I can... You, any And any... Where am I going? <laughs> I'm just saying, even if you're like... From any walk of life, right? I want to make videos that are accessible to literally anybody from any walk of life. You know, and I want to make food that is delicious to everybody. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I want to... I want to give away knowledge and show people, you know, what, what you can do with like, what you can do with like a can of tomatoes, a couple pieces of chicken and like a, an onion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or whatever, right? Like a stick of butter, some onions, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a stick of butter, some onions and, uh, a bit of, and a bit of wine. And some and some beef stock, you know, like those are all relatively okay. Maybe not the wine, but you know, relatively inexpensive ingredients mm-hmm. and simple too. It's not like I mean, hard to find or anything. Tell me, how cheap are yellow onions? Cheap. Yeah, I thought Fair. you were like asking me for a specific cost. I'm like, oh. no, no, but just like, <laughs> but just like, what when you think of yellow onions, like, what well, that's probably one of the cheapest ingredients that you'll find. For sure, there. yeah, yeah. So like, so like, yeah. I w- I just want to do like videos that are simple, straight to the point, have really high quality, you know, video videography, really high quality, you know, editing, really high quality music in general, mm-hmm. good good quality recipes that are, you know, that are detailed and that give you kind of what you should be looking for. You know, tips and tricks for everything, how to achieve the best flavor out of certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these cloud chasing videos on on TikTok don't give you that. You know what I mean? Like they they're like, oh, I want to give you this recipe, but then they don't tell you what to do. Yeah, they're just like, take your A five Wagyu, put it on the smoker low and slow. Uh, wait forty five minutes, take it off. I'm like, that's not the, that's not. If you just like, you know, follow it's, it's, it straight to what they saying it's not gonna turn up you're, you're gonna mess it up you're yeah. gonna mess it up so bad yeah yeah um i mean obviously not all of them are as bad as as um there there are obviously people who are worse than others mm-hmm. right okay there are a few people on there that aren't so bad that i don't have that much of a problem with right um not i'm not gonna name any names again because i don't want like people coming after us <laughs> if we have like if there are people that are fans of these people I, I won't mention any names. Um, I mean, there are a few guys, though, that definitely piss me off a lot. Mm-hmm. And that are just like, oh, my God, these guys are dumb. I like, see. Like, wowzers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I watch some of these guys, like, man, this guy's dumb. Like, holy, like, he does not know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Even in the slightest. And, you know, suddenly, and then, and then the problem, and then what really gets me is the is that everyone's got their, you know, bespoke leather aprons now. Oh, yeah. Everyone is like a, a hipster, cool chef with like a, you know, with their thick end grain cutting boards and their, 
you know, and their big curly Damascus steel knives and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so cheesy. I'm like, I have, I don't know a single chef that I've met so far that uses a Damascus steel knife. Mm-hmm. I've never met a single guy. Never. Those are all gimmicks. Guys, do not be, do not be sold by the gimmicks. Right? But, okay, I'll say this, though. If that's the knife that you like, if that's a knife that is, feels good in your hand, that you can chop well with, then by all means buy it. But if you're buying a Damascus steel knife because you think it looks cool, stop right there. Yeah. And just, and and leave the store. Like, this is not a good idea. Like, you, you really should rethink your, your, uh, priorities. Yeah. And so a little sneak peek of what I'll talk about in my videos is the first thing you always have to remember when you're buying a knife. Always buy a knife that is comfortable in your hand. Always buy a knife that you feel you have control over. Mm -hmm. If you check those two things off, you're already winning. Right? It doesn't matter how ugly or how nice it looks. If it's comfortable in your hand, that's the one you buy. Yeah, if, mm -hmm. It could literally be the crappiest knife with the yellow handle on it. Seriously. And it could be all dented and weird. If that's comfortable for you, and it's sharp buy it yeah right it doesn't have to be a gnarled it doesn't have to be a gnarled old blade from the from the from the uh from the treasure tome of wherever you know yeah <laughs> i like i feel like those would be less efficient at cutting almost <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you know you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a priceless art it doesn't have to be a priceless artifact okay yeah exactly yeah 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 um <laughs> But yeah, please, um, I don't know what I'm going to call my channel, I'm still in the process of making it, and, um, I have my, I, I have my stuff though, I have my, uh, I have my new camera here. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a nice camera, actually, really nice camera. That's exciting. Um, yeah, no, um, my dad gave it to me, he had, like, hmm. uh, he said that he, he said that he had no use for it, really, so he's just going to lend it to me for now. Awesome. Uh, so that I can make my videos. Uh, it's actually a really good camera. Uh, this this camera is like this is a this is a Canon XA20. If anybody who anyone who's a camera geek, mm -hmm. who, whoever listens to this is a camera geek, uh, Canon XA20. Uh, very nice camera. Um, really good. Like it's it's about it's about the best consumer camera you can get. I much. see. Wow. Yeah. You're like um. Pretty much I'm all already set. like, yeah, wow, yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I gotta keep up, you know what I mean? Because YouTubers now are like, they're all filming in 4K, so I <laughs> yeah. gotta keep up. And then there's those like VR YouTube videos. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, the the 360 ones. Yeah, where you, can, like, where you can move your phone and look around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, no. Um, but, but yes, I'm really excited to start my channel and. I don't know. I it might it might be just a cooking channel. It might be a cooking and music channel because I do like music as well. Mm -hmm. So I might. I don't know. I might make some music and post it there. Cooking and life channel. Cooking and life channel and like and cooking you know tips and stuff you know just yeah. in general. I think um, that's really cool. Yeah, and I mean I I want to avoid being one of those people that's like 
clout chasing. See, I, I, I hate people on cooking channels who try and, you know, tell you that their way is the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or the people that are like, guys, you should be doing it this way. I, I will never tell you, you should be doing it this way. No. I have a way. I'm just a guy with an opinion, right? My way is not the word of law. Like, it's it's not the, it's not the, sorry, the word of God. Um, <laughs> word of law, word of God, you know, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> same shit, right? Uh, but it's just, yeah, no, I don't want to be that kind of guy that's like, hey, man, like, if you, like, if you don't do it like this, it's kind of a problem, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> So I just, I want to be like, uh, I want to try and be as humble as possible, I guess. Yeah, and I can already see you're like, you're really humble, so. I mean, I just, I just want to be, I just want to show the world, I just want to show the world that I love cooking and that's it. Yeah, and right. that's a, that's a really, that's an amazing motivation to, to, to start a YouTube channel. Like, too many people these days like start youtube channels because they're like ah, oh, i'm gonna become famous i'm or gonna whatever. make i'm gonna make money yeah, yeah but like no. that's um that's not why no, you I mean, do I, it right like no i don't want to i i don't want to like i don't i mean who knows maybe right mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if someone offers me money i'm not going to reject it <laughs> yeah but i'm but here's the thing i'm not i i i'm not seeking money yeah that's the thing i don't care right i'm already going into the kitchen industry Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a job, so I'm going to get money soon enough anyway, mm-hmm. and that's good enough for me. I just want this as a serious hobby. That's yeah, it. right, right. I'm not here going like, oh yeah, I'm going to become the next, you know, Markiplier or Jacksepticeye. I'm going to just, I'm this going to become my full time career. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, mate, who knows? If I'm lucky, if if I get really lucky, maybe I don't know, maybe, but. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to bet on it and be like, "All right, I'm going to put all my money into this channel and I'm going to make sure that I get all the views and all the clout." No. <laughs> no. If if my videos get like 10 views, then you know what? I'll be happy that 10 people watch my video. Yeah. Yeah, that's And I'll be like, "All right, mindset. well, if those 10 people watch it, then I'm going to have to make another one so that they can watch it again." Mhm. Yeah, that's kind of my that's my idea behind it. That's like, really even cool. If, even even if one person watches, even if like you watch it, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna keep making videos, even if you're the only person watching them. Thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, because I still want to put them out. Yeah, and you so, know, like I, just, I think that will take you far. Like maybe not I'm, just in YouTube, or maybe not in YouTube at all, but like your mindset to share your passion. Yeah. Hey man, like I said, if I open a restaurant one day, you know, if only one person comes to my restaurant, well, that kind of sucks for business, but <laughs> I still get that one person, you know, and I'll and I'll make sure that I serve that person to the best of my abilities and make sure that they have a beautiful experience at my restaurant, even if it's just one guy mm-hmm. or one girl, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'll make sure that they have the best experience of their gosh darn life and they go home and tell their family, man, I, I, I ate at this restaurant and it was amazing. You know, you guys should go. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. 
All right, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. I'm done ranting. All right. Man, that was a rant. Yeah, we should, um, before you reveal any more of your upcoming videos, we should probably call this a night. <laughs> yeah, before I, before I reveal my master plan to everybody, <laughs> we, should, we should cut it off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's nice, uh, it was nice to finally do the second half of the episode. I was feeling unsatisfied and you know a little frankly a little disappointed that we didn't finish it so yeah i'm no, happy that we finished it for sure yeah no it feels good glad to be back on the, the back on grind. the pod man back on back the pod on the <laughs> back on yeah. the cast that back on the cast yeah oh yeah <laughs> all right man well it was it's good chatting with you yeah and, and uh and guys follow us please <laughs> yeah instagram <laughs> at do it dreamscape um we're clout chasing now please follow us yes yeah <laughs> and if, if, if you know of anyone that's willing to sponsor us um uh you know that, please, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> shoot us an email you know yeah anyways anyways nord vpn <laughs> we're waiting for you still <laughs> still sure yeah anyways if you made it this far thank you for congratulations or maybe you just fell asleep and woke up part way through i wouldn't blame you i was falling asleep there too i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i'm boring but anyway guys we're gonna we're gonna leave now before we bore you any further <laughs> um so uh thanks for what thanks for watching or listening or whatever you got i don't know people hey some people stare at the screen you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> anyways uh, <laughs> yeah as always. As always, great to have you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. All right, mm -hmm. later. Stay silky. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Stay silky. Yeah, that <laughs> we have an outro. That's right. All right. Stay silky, guys. All right, Stay bye. Stay silky. All right.